person one loves person two guess what shenanigans ensue person one hates person two guess what still shenanigans ensue person one fake dates person two guess what you guessed it shenanigans ensue co-host one reports a co-host two the name of the show shenanigans ensue Hello, I'm Jasmine. And I'm Jane, and welcome to Shenanigans in Sue. A podcast where I just wanted to complain. I get that. (laughs) (laughs) Each episode, we'll watch a rom-com and discuss its merits as a member of the rom-com genre. We'll cover well-worn classics, hidden gems, and everything in between. We'll give you our unsolicited opinion on every trope, caper, and flim-flam the film used or maybe abused. And of course, the the shenanigans! shenanigans. (laughs) Yay! Yes, yay! Happy holidays, everyone! Do we have a fun holiday one for you today? Yes! (laughs) We are deep in the holiday season. We hope you're having a lovely cozy time. Yeah. We brought you this week for your holiday viewing pleasure. Mm-hmm. Single all the way. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which, as of this recording, I am still rocking. <laughs> I don't know. Things can change. <laughs> What a cute movie. Yes. You never know with a holiday movie. Sometimes they're just silly romps. This one's really great. I loved it. And this is the second time I've watched this movie. First time for me. I watched it when it first came out and enjoyed it and enjoyed it again. That's always good. Yeah. High praise. Yeah. (laughs) Always good to test that rewatchability. Oh, this is one of the... Do we have many queer holiday movies? I don't think so. The other one that I'm aware of is the Kirsten Stewart one. I think it's The Happiest Season. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to say, even in general, there's not a ton of queer rom-coms. And so I think that this one is one of the first, to be honest. Yeah, or at least one of the first I'm aware of. Yeah. If there are others that folks know of that predate this one, please let us know. Yeah, please tell me. Definitely a blind spot. Yeah. We really enjoyed it. And right off the bat, I... I don't understand why this wasn't better advertised. I feel like I didn't really know anything about this. I didn't have any information on it. I guess I saw it pop up under holiday movies Mm -hmm. on Netflix. Yeah, it's a Netflix movie. Yeah, so I did see it like pop up. But they could have done a better job advertising for this film. I agree. Especially with the fact that I had truly no idea going in that I was going to get good amounts of Jennifer Coolidge. Right? Which should be an extreme selling point. Yeah. What are you doing? There were so many missed opportunities. I don't really know why this movie wasn't marketed better or more. Mm-hmm. It did come out in 2021, mm. so a lot was happening. That makes sense. And the only reason why I found about it is because I was like binging my my way through all the holiday movies on Netflix. Oh, I feel that. Give me joy. Just give me joy. It's a state we were all in. (laughs) Facts. (laughs) That's how I discovered this movie. Yeah. It really is like a delightful film and she doesn't have a huge part, Mm. but just like... she's prominent enough. Absolutely. And you know how she does. She coolages everything up that she touches. Mm. Delightful. (laughs) I I really feel like she should be a verb. She chews the heart of all the scenery. Yeah. (laughs) It's great. I think coolaging is 
a verb, I'm going to like I pitch love it. it to Merriam-Webster. <laughs> I support it. <laughs> okay, thank you. But the two leads are delightful. Oh, so sweet. Also, Michael Yuri, like, pop off, dude. Your career has been great. Yeah. You make little cameos everywhere, and I love seeing you every time I do. And I loved seeing him in a lead. Uh-huh. Like, it's been a hot second since I've seen him really get to flex his chops or whatever you want to call it. Seriously, because I see him all the time. He's always my favorite day player. Yeah. But this is so nice yeah very cute (laughs) anyway we'll give you that plot synopsis let's do it peter is desperate to not go home single for the holidays so he convinces his best friend nick to pretend to be his boyfriend for the trip however before the fake dating shenanigans can ensue peter's mother reveals that she has set him up with a very cute ski instructor and then Shenanigans ensue. <laughs> I'm kind of into the fake out shenanigans. Yeah, the bait and switch is a fun shenanigan. Yeah. I wouldn't have minded watching them do the fake dating thing, but what a delightful love triangle. Yeah, and I think that they later on establish that if they had been fake dating, the whole family was going to be way too reactive Mm. and excited. It would have probably put a lot of pressure on the thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, they probably wouldn't have gotten to that point now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I think it would have been too much and they both would have been like, ooh, pump the brakes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, since I mentioned two tropes, let's hit those tropes. Yeah, we've got a classic Friends to lovers. In fact, roommates to lovers. Hmm. (laughs) We've got fake dating, except it's a fake out. (laughs) We've got a love triangle, a meddling mom, and very meddling family. Oh, my word. (laughs) The most. All of them. It's very good. (laughs) We've got a meet cute. We've got being forced to work on something together. Team building exercises apparently foster love. (laughs) It's the endorphins of like accomplishing something together. Oh, that makes sense. I don't know. I just made that shit up. Well, I believe it. You know, like seeing the fruit of your labor. Yeah. Their little play child. There we go. We've got the montage of fixing that damn play child, which was delightful. So cute. (laughs) We've got the accidentally being forced to share a bed. It's very platonic. But also very funny and extremely (laughs) sexually tense. Yeah, that was charged. Charged. We've got a grand romantic chase. That's also a fake out. And an even more grand romantic gesture. How cute was this? Really cute. I really did think that he was going to end up all the way at the damn airport. Me too. I really did. I'm glad that he noticed randomly in that town that there was one rental car. I don't think this makes any sense, but I'm glad that he noticed. It makes no sense. (laughs) It expedited the process. So whatever. It should have just been him seeing this guy like walk in with bags from the hardware store. Yeah, yeah, but whatever. I love it. We're going with it. Either way, I'm here for it. I will suspend disbelief. It's magic. (laughs) 
I don't know where to start. There's so many good ones. And a lot of these are extremely well executed. Yeah. How do you choose? I don't know because even going through them, I was like, oh, I want to talk about that one. I want to talk about that one. Yeah. I want to talk about that one. We might as well. Let's just like kind of bop our way through really quick. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's make this the first time we quickly touch on every single one. Let's just rapid fire comments <laughs> on each one and move on. Okay. 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 We'll see if we don't get on a tangent. <laughs> I promise nothing. Okay. <laughs> Friends to lovers. Delightful. Adorable. They start off dropping you smack dab in the middle of this guy's life. And all of the friend dynamics are yeah. so clear, so concise. You know exactly what his life is like. And the dynamic between everybody is so fun. It's really charming. You understand their relationship so quickly. You feel actually the foundation of almost a decade of friendship. Yeah. And then watching it progress very slowly. I think even one of the characters says something about they're in a different location. So it changes things a little bit. They're not in their usual rhythm. Yeah, I think it was the older sister. And that sort of gives way for the possibility of something more. You need to get out of your comfort zone to be able to meaningfully look at your life in a different way. Yeah. And bless, Peter's going through the most. Yeah. <laughs> like realizing he wants to change careers, homes. That he was dating someone he thought was really great. Yeah. And the guy was actually married to a woman. Oh, yikes. With a whole family. Whole Ish. ass family. Devastating. I know. And even the message that he leaves when he goes to break up was like still filled with so much heart. Where he's yeah. like, I don't know what's going on with you right now, but I'm not going to go on this journey with you. <laughs> I know that you're figuring out your thing as well. And we have sympathy for that. But like, no, <laughs> I'm not going to help you out the closet. <laughs> right. It's so fun. Oh, my gosh. I remember you had really fun things about the fake dating and the grand romantic chase because you're the one who realized that they were like really fake outs. I wouldn't have considered them. Oh, I think I touched on it enough. It's just that they're priming us to go on this fake dating romp. And then before it can even happen, the mom is just like, oh, I'm so glad you didn't bring anyone home because I'm setting you up and he's really cute. And Nick couldn't be more relieved that this isn't coming to pass because he was not into it. No. He's like, I can't lie to your parents or your family for 10 days, <laughs> which fair. And he's met them before. So he's like gone on this trip before, which was yeah. very interesting for a dynamic. Absolutely. I wish I knew the context with which he went there before. My headcanon for that is like, he went with Peter for a couple of days for a summer holiday with the fam kind of vibe. Oh yeah. Because he did say he's never been there for the holidays. I don't know. That makes it even more confusing because you would think that he would have made a trip to New Hampshire to go skiing. At some point. <laughs> Not to like summer in New Hampshire. True. No offense, New Hampshire. I don't know. <laughs> okay, maybe they went to go look at the autumn leaves because that's really pretty. Oh, oh, maybe because it's close-ish to Boston. Maybe they went on a P-Town trip and then went to New Hampshire to see the family. That makes sense to me, honestly. Yes. Okay, headcanon. Fixed it. They went to P-Town together. Okay, great. Got it. So <laughs> the love triangle. How stinking cute. I love it. This was such a well-executed love triangle. There's nothing I hate more than an uncomfortable love triangle where one of them is either a really shitty person mm. and the main character shouldn't be with them to begin with yeah. or one of them is cheating. Yeah. It makes it difficult to root for them. And with this, James is such a lovely guy. So sweet, really handsome. And in another world, he would be a perfect fit for Peter, but he's just not Nick. 
that's just how it is, unfortunately. Yeah, and the way that he graciously takes himself out of the equation to make space for Peter to realize that he's got what he was looking for all along Mm. is so lovely. I think he says something to the effect of, you know that thing where everyone thinks you and Nick have feelings for each other? Mm -hmm. And then he says, I think you do. Yeah. Like, he notices it, which means he's emotionally aware. Yes, king give this man a rom-com <laughs> yeah. i would watch james fall in love i would too like move to la have a meet cute i don't know i'm into it i'm really into it i want him to be able to ski but also be a famous la personal trainer i want him to have both oh he can do six months six months because there's places to ski that are close enough to la <laughs> They have mountains. Oh, I don't know. We'll make it work. <laughs> I want that rom-com for him. Single all the way to. Yeah. They should do it. Okay. We should just pitch it to Netflix. <laughs> the backstory. Okay. Okay. We'll do this off mic. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, sorry. My brain went on a tangent. Oh, no because worries. Because I was thinking of like some sort of ski pun that we could do with the name. Anyway, this is not important. Let's focus on these tropes we said we'd go through very quickly. I really want to do the meddling mom uh, and meddling family. Stunning. <gasps> Seriously. How hilarious. All of them. This is truly a triumph of writing a family and getting Mm. every actor to make all the words leap off the page. Yeah. Every single character had a distinct personality, a way they handled things. All of them felt like individual family members, yet Mm -hmm. cohesive enough to make sense. Yeah. How? It felt like a real family in that you can see the love and affection they have for each other and also their interpersonal drama. It's not a creepy, ah, everything is wonderful family. Like you can see where they disagree, where they have issues, Mm -hmm. but they feel like real people. It's stunning. And there's something really gorgeous about an A-tier family dynamic in a movie is everybody is behaving and has warmth towards one another as if Mm. they've known each other for years which is already hard enough to accomplish Yeah, because these people are not on set a long time with each other but an S-level family dynamic is that plus everybody's individual personalities like truly an excellent example right down to the kids Mm -hmm. it's really really well done and the meddling (laughs) how over involved they are in Peter's life the applause the applauding. <laughs> they would start clapping and then all stop in unison. Are you kidding me? It's so funny. Did you guys rehearse this? I can't. <laughs> I wrote down the context too. It was literally just for the date. God damn, that's so fucking funny. Uh, even the dad who <laughs> makes it appear as though he's above the meddling is so low-key meddling and getting involved mm-hmm. and then is so pleased with himself when it works out. <laughs> Really? He's all smug. I told you they were good together. I loved the absolute perfection of Zoomer teens Mm -hmm. being so disinterested in anything happening, heads in their phones, until the second they think that they can help play matchmaker. (laughs) Girl. And they go in hard. They do (laughs) not let up. They steal Nick's ladder while he's busy putting up Christmas lights. They're going to ruin his task rabbit rating. <laughs> yes. But they are in it to win it. And they won't give it back to him <laughs> until they force a confession out of him. Right. He has to explicitly say that he's in love with Peter. So meddling. <laughs> the older sister, their mom, being a chaotic stress mess is also so delightful. Shout out to Jennifer Robinson. Yeah. 
from Schitt's Creek, Jocelyn and Schitt's Creek. I had forgotten that this was her, oh. but delightful character actor. Love her. Another meddling, I think it's when her daughters, the nieces, call her when James and Peter are at the bar and they're like, Mom, you have to destroy this date. <laughs> and she just, without question, goes so hard mm-hmm. at trying to tank this date. Even when she walked in, so Peter decided that he wanted to get rid of his mom's awful white store-bought synthetic tree. So he goes and gets a tree brings it in and needs everyone to cover while he does the replacement swap. And without a second of hesitation, Lisa, the older sister, walks straight into the kitchen to divert mom and starts in on a story about some guy she dated in middle school. Like she just goes in. <laughs> Love the family. Yeah. No notes. Wow. Chef's kiss. Beautiful. <laughs> so the meat cute is a little bit different in this because we don't see the meat cute, but we hear the meet cute between Ah. Peter and Nick. And it's actually really sweet about how they've both just moved to LA (laughs) and they're going to sign up for the gym. Because it's what every queer person does on their second day in a new town. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And the couple ahead of them gets a family discount. And without even discussing it, both of them pretend to be a couple so they can get that family discount. And that's how they became friends. So they did have a bit of the fake dating trope. (laughs) And I actually love the idea that all their doing is signing up for their gym membership yeah the person at the desk truly doesn't give an f whether or not you're actually family no but the idea that like somehow during the course of this conversation with whoever was working the front desk that they developed an entire backstory that's yeah. truly hilarious to me what a beautiful start to a friendship excellent start <laughs> Oh my gosh, the montage <laughs> slash being forced to work on something with someone together uh, is chef's kiss. It's so good. Aunt Sandy, played by Jennifer Coolidge, is a unsuccessful theater actor in New York who's returned back. She had one show on Broadway. Off Broadway. <laughs> she was the understudy. I'm dead because also that's a big deal. Yeah. Like that's not nothing. <laughs> The disrespect. And it was Little Shop of Horrors. Like, that's actually that's a, a big musical. And given, like, the ages and everything, that's the original production. <laughs> that you were the understudy of the original production of a cult classic musical <laughs> is a big deal. <laughs> anyway, she's back in town, and now what she's doing is just going to direct the holiday nativity play at the community center. Yeah, Jesus H. Christ I can't. is the name of the play. I am dying. Why? <laughs> and why is she dressed up as Glinda the Good Witch from Wicked as the narrator? Literally. That may even just be like the real actual costume. I'm pretty sure that's just the costume. It's so out of pocket funny. It would have made more sense for her just to be an angel. Yes. Just any angel. My headcanon <laughs> is that she borrowed it from Kristen Chenoweth because they're actually buds. Oh, totally 100% and so they have to help her in fixing the nativity play yeah it's not going well she's doing a real rotten job uh, unfortunately it's a hot mess and it's really funny how this comes to pass because Peter's mum is trying to be that overly supportive parent. And when they try to enlist the guys for help, she's like, no, no, no. You can't assume just because they're gay that they will be able to help fix the pageant. <laughs> and another family member's like, no, Peter 
does this kind of production stuff for a living yeah. like it's his job and nick is a handyman he will be great he with can like- build the set yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> We'll get into it with the shenanigans, but that mom in her LGBTTT book. (laughs) But the montage is really fun and there's a ton of kids involved because you know how those holiday productions go. It's just such a fun time and watching them like successfully get through the issues they have, Mm. successfully manage Aunt Sandy and pull (laughs) out this incredible production is really just fun. Yeah. And then we get the payoff of the two of them watching like proud dads. Yeah. Right at the back and like they cuddling and it's very cute. Yeah, beaming. Yeah. So lovely. The being forced to share a bed to <laughs> me is really funny because often it's so arbitrary how this trip comes to pass. But this was planned and in. plotted yeah. by the nieces. They would have gotten away with it too if not for those meddling kids. <laughs> yeah. They went and pretended to be asleep in their Uncle Peter's bed. So Peter is then forced to go climbing with Nick. And you see the two girls like waking up after Peter leaves and like high five each other and then go to sleep. I love that. You could have literally gone to bed, but you stayed awake to make sure it worked. Hilarious. And then high fived. (laughs) (laughs) Again, just the family doing the most. (laughs) And then we've got the grand romantic chase that gets faked out that leads into a grand romantic gesture. Oh, so freaking cute. Nick has left a note on the bed to say he's heading home. Everything was too much. He had just confessed his love and it was not reciprocated in the moment. Mm -hmm. He's feeling self-conscious. He's feeling bad. Girl, when he went to pack up his bag, when he lied to them and said he was going to meet them at the pub. I'm five minutes behind you. And then he went home to pack the bag to leave instead. I literally stood up. And out loud started going, no, 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 <laughs> which I never do. I was fully gutted. Aww. And he ends up stopping because he gets one final task rabbit. Hmm. And so he helps this guy who's finally retiring, letting go of the hardware store. And it just needs a fresh coat of paint before it goes back on the market. Peter realizes the mistake he's made, finds the note, and then literally makes a mad dash to go to the airport in Boston. Yeah. But somehow notices that there (laughs) is one single rental car in this town. (laughs) And that's how he knows to stop. So funny. I think you said that he could have just seen Nick on the street. Yeah. Carrying supplies. That would have made sense. Also, like, you're not going to tell me right now that those two very best friends who have been roommates for almost a decade, you cannot tell me that they don't already have each other on Find My Friends. Am I imagining that I saw him look at Find My Friends? I don't remember them doing it, but, like, they have to share location. Right? There's no way. I'm going to have to go back and look at this because now I can't get the image out of my head of, like, Peter looking at a phone. Oh, I think it was the task rabbit. They knew where the task was. Ah. Uh... But yes, it still stands. But whatever. (laughs) He ends up realizing that Nick is just in this little shop on Main Street, pops in, sees the painting half done, and then 
Nick reveals the grand romantic gesture that mm. the first six months are already paid so he can have his plant shop. So sweet. And then Peter starts to get more and more like frantic and Nick starts to get more and more frantic mm. and they're starting to do the whole like, well, I didn't realize you were going to do that. Mm. What do you mean you did this for me? Why would you spend like, all your money? We don't buy each other <laughs> Christmas presents. We don't do that. <laughs> it was just like this, why are we fighting energy? Like you love each other so much. Why are we yelling at each other right now? Because <laughs> it's something authentic about getting so mad at someone you love yeah. over something that they did that was nice for you like not being able to accept a gift <laughs> and he used his Emmett money the proceeds from his book his lovely Emmett child's book money oh those books need to exist in real life they sound so nice how cute there's something really warm and fuzzy for me about like he, he really is serving St. Nick. Yes, you're right. He's got money set aside. He could just be living off of it for a hot minute, but instead he goes on TaskRabbit, not for money, but so he can feel like he's helping people. So sweet. What? Who are you? How can I cultivate <laughs> more of this energy? <laughs> so nice. I think we did it. We did it. But we got through every single one of them, <laughs> yeah. and it didn't take forever. There were a couple of tangents along the way. But Only a couple. Know. Well... Unison clap, 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 clap. There we go. And stop. <laughs> All right. Well, that brings us to shenanigans. Goodness. This is such a throwaway shenanigan, but I liked it because it sets up the friendship. Mm-hmm. When Nick and Peter are at that party after Peter's wrapped with his shoot or whatever it was. And they both find each other, each with two drinks in their hand. Oh, and they look yeah. down and they're like, oh, but I got you. I got you. It was just so charming. I know. And now they're both double fisting these delightful Christmas cosmos. Which I want one <laughs> right? with a candy cane in. Are you kidding me? Those looked really good. And now they have two. I'm not mad. Mm-mm. Score. <laughs> I also came to the realization at the beginning that I think it is an unspoken rule that all Christmas movies need to open with like tight montages on personal relationships or just like a quick rundown of a person's life. Like they really just plopped you right in. Yeah. It's not quite a montage, but it's not not a montage. It's a photage. We got his career, (laughs) his friendship, his boyfriend, and his home. And his family. And his family all wrapped up in the first, what, five minutes? Yeah. I really liked, it's also not a montage, kind of montage, kind of where you get the family and Peter's calling different family members to find out what he should get for Christmas for a other family member. It was really funny. And every single one is just some version of just don't be single. (laughs) Guys. So rude. Chill. It's great that you're supportive and everything, but can we pump the brakes on this? Dad had him saved under his phone. He was like, I have you saved under my phone. It needs money. And he's like, I asked you that one time 10 years ago. And he's like, what, you want me to change it to still single? And he's like, no, I guess not. Like, wow, Dad. So salty. Damn, Dad. (laughs) Oh, one of my favorite things in that opening little, here's bits of my life, blah, was the talking to the plan. I know. I do that with my plants. If you have many plants or you know people who have many plants and you think it's weird, there is like this really satisfying, soothing thing about taking care of each one because they all need different things. And so for me, they end up feeling like they have different personalities. Mm. And watching him do that with the 
plants was very relatable and really heartwarming. <laughs> and then it makes sense that he wants to give up his career in LA to have a plant store at the end. Yeah. Like they really established that. And that he got each of his plants after a breakup. Yes. So he must have gone through a lot of breakups because that apartment is a lot of plants. full. <laughs> I don't remember her name, but basically just like spritzing it and being like, oh, Deborah, you look a little sad today. Are you okay? It's so cute. Oh, after he realizes that this guy was married with a family, there was one quick line. Peter blames it on L.A. Maybe it's just L.A. This isn't the place for him. It's setting us up so that we know that he's going to want to move at the end. Mm. And Nick says, maybe it's not L.A. And I yelled at the screen, yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) If you're having trouble dating in L.A., it's not you. It's L.A. I firmly believe this. Do you have any other fun shenanigans from the beginning? From the beginning? No. I'm ready to dive right into the thick of it. Let's get in it. New Hampshire time. Yeah. Coming in hot. Carol insisting that everyone calls her Christmas Carol for the entirety of the holidays. <laughs> why? And Nick stops and scolds Peter saying, why didn't you tell me your mom had a holiday specific drag name? Yes, that was so funny. <laughs> and then Carol's like, Saint Nick, when she sees Nick. So she's just having too much fun, which totally plays into her character because Carol is obsessed with her signs oh like she God. makes them and they littered all through the house so and they many. keep changing like i was on sign watching duty the one nice thing is the bloom where you grow sign can now be used in the shop when he opens it yeah <laughs> <laughs> and he is gonna bloom this mom when she sets him up on the blind date and makes peter come to the aerobics class to meet the instructor she pops out of the class and then just goes so this is my son peter da 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 he's an aquarius so what now (laughs) what mom (laughs) that is a cold open so funny and as you said with her lgbtt book she's just trying to educate everyone she's like you know we are just putting these stereotypes onto peter and that's not fair you know i read it in my book she thinks that it's just lgbt and he's like there's other letters too now mom you have to add the other letters and so she just keeps saying t instead and she really (laughs) is like i'm now the authority in this family because i read one 300 page book <laughs> I will say though, despite that being really ridiculous that you would call yourself the authority, how sweet. Mm, She's trying. She is. There are worse things than really trying your best. Yeah. And it's not overly cringy. No. There's a bit of cringe, but it's not obnoxious. And then Aunt Sandy, just in general, is a shenanigan. Icon. Coming in hot and heavy and leopard on leopard on leopard. Mm. Wearing the mom's ornaments in her ears as earrings. And the mom noticing it like, hey, give that back. And then when she's drunk and misquoting Shakespeare and saying, (laughs) who said that? It sounds like Shakespeare, but it's not Shakespeare. I think it's just me. I think I just came up with that. Yes. (laughs) She gets out of a cab. She's already stumbling. Nick and Peter are having a very intense heart to heart. Which the entire family is spying on, by the way. And you're realizing for the first time that Nick has feelings for Peter. Mm. And she gets dropped off in a taxi. She stumbles out. Vibes. Peter asks if she's okay and she doesn't even look at 
stab. She is <laughs> fixated on that door and getting to it. <laughs> and she's going to make it. And when she's plopped down on the couch and she goes on this ramble about, you know, the gays, they can just do the thing. And I don't know why. Well, I, wrote, I wrote down a quote. Oh, you wrote down the direct quote? Okay, do it. I wrote one of them. She's just like, the gays just know how to do stuff. Yes. And they're all really <laughs> obsessed with me. I don't know why. And I wrote down, Jen, we are all obsessed with you. Get out of here. I was like, that's not actually in the script. I'm no. pretty sure she just feels like that about her life. <laughs> well, if she doesn't, she could. I know. <laughs> and then she's like, I don't know why, but I love it. I love it for you oh, i love her amazing so funny oh oh another on sandy <laughs> shenanigan is when she gets so pissed with the kids for not knowing their lines she like confiscates everyone's script and she's like give it give it give it i told you if we got to this point and you don't know your lines you don't get lines i'm gonna do your lines and proceeds to do everyone's lines yeah it is just such a fever dream and somehow i would still watch that entire player i would watch jennifer coolidge do a one woman show of the nativity uh-huh. absolutely mm-hmm. <laughs> so good <laughs> the pageant is crap on a stick and not in a good way girl what what's the good way i think nick even says like what would the good way be and he's smiling oh, oh in a good way <laughs> please explain <laughs> I feel like we all have to contemplate that. Huh. Huh. And how. Huh. And like, why. Hmm. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. One of the throwaway shenanigans that I truly loved, I think that it was that Peter needed to last minute change the ad campaign Mm -hmm. and had to take pictures. Dad suggests Nick be the model for the pictures he really doesn't want to he's feeling self-conscious and when he runs out of the room because the only exit from the kitchen was like behind stage left of dad's shoulder he basically just in the background scoots like not walking out of the scene he scoots (laughs) out of the scene as quickly as he can and i was like what what why are you doing this Like that one little moment, it seems like everybody had so much fun on set that they're just goofing all the time. With this, I thought you were going to bring up the fact that the mom calls him out and it's like, oh, you're just pretending to help your son with his work problem, but you're actually just meddling. And the dad's like, I'm doing both. I'm helping (laughs) and I'm meddling. Thank you for the honesty. Mom's also meddling, so don't worry. I love that the shaving cream beard picture with the hot breath in the cold air Mm. for the two men is what makes peter realize how he has feelings so specific the repetition (laughs) of that i was like this is hot and steamy literally yeah yeah (laughs) it's a good little realization yeah speaking of james we do get a bunch of cute shenanigans with him and peter their first date after the gym class where both of them do spit takes with this <laughs> seasonal hot chocolate. It's really cute. It's really charming. I feel like James's nothing crazy was said. It was just like a spit take when he takes a sip. Why are you both spit taking? Uh, it was cute. 
Also, the shenanigan of the tree. Yeah. Why can neither of you figure out how to properly secure a tree to a car? Especially Peter, who's like lived here for a long time. Absolutely. I mean, it looked like they really needed a task rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> it was really fun. And again, James being a total bro about things, making it very clear that love is not a competition. It's two people coming together and mm. that it doesn't have to be personal. So sweet. And he wasn't bitter about it. Yeah. How generous to like help the guy who you're dating and actually have a connection with realize that he's in love with his best friend. Yeah. That's such a generous thing to do. So heartfelt. I don't know that Peter would have gotten there on his own. Absolutely not. <laughs> or maybe, maybe, but it would have been too late. Mm. Oh, I love that the original songs for this film are canon written by snowplow guy who works in town and also has many other jobs that's literally what i was going to talk about to end (laughs) off the shenanigans what what and Peter himself says, yeah, his brand is kind of all over the place. Yeah. Because he lists all the different things that this guy's doing. But I love that. <laughs> he spends an entire year coming up with that year's Christmas song. Which is incredible. Iconic. What a renaissance man. <laughs> what a treat. And also headcanon is that he ends up with Aunt Sandy at oh, the end. Oh, 100%. Okay, I mean, good. Aunt Sandy is fully on stage shaking what the good Lord gave her to the song. <laughs> Every single bit. Yes, it's on. <laughs> <laughs> that was the one I wanted to end off on, so I'm good. The final shenanigan that I really want to mention which I also think might be a trope, Mm -hmm. is when people in a movie randomly know the choreography together. (laughs) Uh, That random dance number. Yes. It's serving 13 going on 30 thriller. Yeah. And that one is like a shared experience. Like people know the music video. But this one is just, we have family choreography and we do this every year. Our Christmas song. Okay, my my cousins (laughs) will know. We, We did a lot of family choreography. I love it. Growing up, there's some numbers. Good. That we've done. Then why do you hate the thriller dance in 13 Going on 30 so much? Because when did these people get together to rehearse this? You don't rehearse it. It's a famous music video. I guess. But like, I don't know. I think it's Mark Ruffalo being so uncomfortable with the Uh, whole thing. I think that's actually why. Because you're so empathetic. What? It's real. You get secondhand embarrassment when you care enough. Yeah. (laughs) And then I think I read an interview about like Mark Ruffalo also being mortified by it. So just knowing that in addition, I'm just like, oh. Yeah. I mean, I just love it though. I think the idea that these people have family choreo is really delightful. And I really hope that your family has a video of this somewhere and that I can watch it one day. (laughs) I got this video. We did it so much. I think they were sick of us to be honest (laughs) well you know what that means i do fun fab fail fun fab fail she's a fun she's a strong 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 fun very 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 high up there yeah 
Very high. This is excellent in so many ways. It gives you plenty of feels. The dialogue is spicy. Mm. It's so fun. As we've said, (laughs) all the characters are so well fleshed out. And it's a big family. We have so many people. Yeah. So just getting the dynamic right was really great. We have an excellent love triangle. Such a warm, wonderful friends to lovers. And Jennifer Coolidge. And Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> what What do you want? Uh, nothing. I really, it had it all. Yeah. The only thing they could have possibly added was somehow shoehorning in magic. <laughs> yes. I think that would have been the last thing for me to be like, wow, how dumb and how delightful. Uh, you know? <laughs> we needed a Santa winking, throwing some sparkly dust, something. Right? What if the guy whose hardware store at the end mm. made a quick little wink later that he was Santa and he did that last minute <laughs> Task Rabbit? Yeah. <laughs> you know, in this movie, Task Rabbit is Santa. <laughs> Task Rabbit brought the magic in this film. So silly. It brought him to the last location. Oh, Don. <laughs> I'm shoehorning magic in because I love it. Do it. Yay. (laughs) So if you haven't yet and you're looking for a delightful movie to get you even further into the holiday spirit, single all the way. Great choice. It really is a good one. I highly recommend. Mm -hmm. Definitely rewatchable. All right. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy, little fun fab fail mm-hmm. means we are at that time. Give me the cheese, please. Give me cheese, please. Give me, give me. Please. Please. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I struggled with this one. I did, too, because this is such a purely delightful film. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily excel beyond your wildest dreams in any way so Mm. it doesn't give you any direction to go in in that way it's just on point you know what i mean yeah yeah exactly okay okay i feel like we'll get there yeah 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 i'm not worried it's fine okay great we we got this we professionals (laughs) i love every time we say that because it's always feels silly to me since this is just us doing some silly shit i know the whole podcast is our own personal shenanigan that we live out and this segment in particular is just our own shenanigan we invented. No one asked for this. There's no criteria or standard that we have to hold ourselves accountable to. What? We don't have to report to the board? No, no. Did I not tell you? <laughs> All right. Let's do it then. Yeah. A three. A three. Two. two one. Finger sandwiches. Ah, interesting. Hmm. I was playing around with some goat cheese, Mm -hmm. but I think I did a goat's camembert for your place or mine. Mm. So I wanted to hold out a little longer. I don't think I've done a goat in a while, Mm -mm. or if at all. No, I don't think you've done a goat at all. Mm. I went first last time. Look at us remembering. So off you go. (laughs) Here I go. I chose garlic goat cheese. Mm. Okay, so first off, I am very familiar with the fact that Vermont and New Hampshire are heavily rural. 
And one of my favorite things about those two states is they have some of my favorite textile farms in all of the country. Hmm. Get a lot of yarn from Vermont and New Hampshire every year to knit up a storm around the holiday season. (laughs) So I know that there are plenty of goats and sheep up in that area, which is why I very specifically wanted to make sure I had a goat cheese, not a cow's cheese. Mm. That was the big one for me. We're in New Hampshire. It's Christmas time. So I was thinking textiles, knitting, goats. Let's go. (laughs) And then... This movie is smooth as silk as far as their ability to execute a trope. We've got moments of sweetness. It's delightful. And most importantly on this cheese is the garlic Mm. because she's got a spicy dialogue. And so I needed something with a little punch because this film is not just smooth sailing. It's also very funny and hits you in the face with lines such as FOMO-sexual for a homosexual who has lots of FOMO. Love. No notes. So this movie has to be a garlic goat cheese. Delicious. (laughs) Okay. Stick with me here because there's a lot of moving parts ooh, with ooh, this okay. finger sandwich. You have a finger sandwich. I'm talking a bit of cream cheese, a bit of lox slash salmon, a bit of cucumber. It's very delicate. And I feel like this movie is very delicate in how it brings everything together. Also, we have a couple of fake art tropes which nothing against these trips, but they just don't belong in the movie that they're telling. (laughs) And that's how crusts don't belong in finger sandwiches. No offense to the crusts. I know some people, I know some people hate a crust. I don't, but don't give me a crust in my finger sandwich. No, that's sacrilegious. (laughs) (laughs) Then this movie is kind of underrated. Absolutely. Not that many people know about it. And I feel like a finger sandwich is kind of underrated. Hugely underrated. Yeah. You only really find it at a high tea and then it's not the thing that's the draw for a high tea, right? Because all the sweet things are doing the most. Oh, I'm there for the finger sandwiches because I don't like sweets as much. (laughs) The sweet things are being fabulous and extra and over the top and then the finger sandwiches are there. I know. I love a finger sandwich, but it's just, I feel like they're not spoken about enough. And then I feel like New Hampshire, Vermont, that area is heavily influenced by the British because of colonization. Accurate. They're literally in New England. Yeah. Exactly. Right, right. Of course. (laughs) Of course, of course. And then, okay, this little last one with the salmon is a little homage to Jennifer Coolidge in a Cinderella story. (laughs) (laughs) The second you said Jennifer Coolidge, I knew what it was. (laughs) I had to move so far from my mic. (laughs) That wasn't planned. That's just a happy accident. No, that's perfect. Thanks. Again, because everything she does, she coolages it up. Oh, damn, yeah. It's a verb. Making it happen. (laughs) That was really serving. Stop trying to make fetch a thing energy. (laughs) We'll check back in a year. Maybe it will be an urban dictionary. Who knows? Well, everybody, there you have it. That was our discussion of Single All the Way. Let us know your thoughts on the movie, any shenanigans we may have missed, or what cheese you think it is. You can follow us on Instagram at shenanigansinsupod, or you can email us 
at shenaniginsinsuepod at gmail.com. And happy holidays, everyone. We're yeah. going to squish in one more holiday movie in January because that's how we roll. Yeah, if the Christmas lights are still up, it's still Christmas. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll be on a little bit of a break, but we'll be back for Valentine's Day content. Yeah, we'll take a little holiday break for ourselves and then we'll see you back coming in strong for V-Day. So we hope you'll join us next time. And until then... Everything you want is right here. Bye. Bye. Okay, pitch me that movie about James. Go. We're opening strong with a montage. He's blown up. Holidays again. Yes, everything is fabulous. Oh, he spent his first summer in LA and it's a little warm and he's feeling out of the holiday spirit. But he blew up so well where he's super famous. And so you're right. He needs to go back to the mountains. Oh my to God. his roots. To feel like a person again. And then someone's learning to ski. Somehow they end up, uh, what do you call it? Like oh, accidentally on a black diamond. Yeah, that one. And he knocks into him and they knock each other out. And something. And Misha. We're adding amnesia. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Netflix, if you're listening. This is just off the cuff. Well, let's write the damn thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>